KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is Press Play on 89.9 KCRW. I'm Madeline Brand. It is time now for this week's movie reviews and here to tell us whether or not we can expect any glimmers of sunshine in the usually dreary January film forecast are William Bibiani and Katie Walsh. William is film critic and co-host of the podcast Cancel Too Soon and the critically acclaimed network. Hi, Bibs. Hello. And Katie reviews films for the Tribune News Service, the Los Angeles Times, and The Wrap. Hi, Katie. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you. All right. We have some grim movies about worldwide disasters this week, beginning with a sci-fi thriller starring Ariana DeBose, who won an Academy Award, and Chris Messina. This takes place on the International Space Station, and in it, the astronauts and cosmonauts on board literally watch as war breaks out on Earth below them. This movie is called ISS. War has broken out below, and we were told to take the ISS by any means necessary. If we got orders from our government to take control, what do you suggest we do now? The Russians got the same orders as us, and they just struck first. All right, Katie, on the ISS, Russians and Americans, some old-fashioned Cold War era tension. What did you think? I really liked ISS. Essentially, there's three American astronauts and three Russian cosmonauts on this um, International Space Station, and they each have they each receive a separate message, having to um, take control of the space station as they see this crazy nuclear attack happen on the planet below them. Um, but the most tension comes not from action sequences, but like there's a conversation where two astronauts are making a sandwich and you're sort of on the edge of your seat, like <laughs> because everything becomes so loaded and so meaningful because you don't know, is this person manipulating me? Is this person going to pull something? Because in the beginning of the movie, we see that they've all developed this really nice friendship. I mean, they're sharing the space, they're bonded, they're falling in love with each other, maybe they're all becoming, you know, they're really close. It's this happy sort of unity. But it's an interesting reflection of, you know, what happens on the earth is, you know, even though it seems so far away, and they're looking at the globe and seeing no borders, like, everything that happens happens on the space station and microcosm. Um, it's directed by Gabriella Cowperthwaite, who you might know, who she uh, directed the documentary Blackfish. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this. I liked how quietly tense it was. Ooh, Bibbs, ISS, yay or nay? Uh, or, I think, I'm going to go with. Okay. Um, I didn't like it as much as Katie did, but I don't think it's a wash. I think what we've got here is a great concept and a pretty darn good cast and... I think it struggles to be a thriller when it tries to actually give you the thrills. There's a sequence in the movie, for example, where two people are like trying to like fight and there might be like a fight to the death and it's in zero gravity. And it's kind of hard to make that look like exciting or intimidating because of the very nature of everyone kind of floating around kind of helplessly. And I don't think (laughs) Gabriella Calperthwaite finds the way to unlock that moment and other moments kind of like it. I couldn't get over the thought in my head that 
this probably would have been better as with you know trying to ignore the thriller elements and just being like a really tight outer limits episode just claustrophobic mm-hmm. and more about the performances than about any kind of action because i think that's where the movie falters but those elements do work and Ariana DeBose, who is really best known for Broadway, and she won the, her Academy Award for West Side Story. This is an action role. Is she okay making that transition? She's convincing. It's not like she, she can only play that one character from West Side Story. She's a really good actor. Uh, and I think she definitely feels at home here. And yeah, I want to see her do more of everything. She's super duper talented. It's more of a drama role. I would not say I she see. gets a lot of action. She's not fighting in zero gravity. Maybe like a little bit, but not. it's not alien. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. ISS in theaters in wide release beginning today. Next up, we have a British survival film. It's called The End We Start From. And catastrophic flooding has hit London, which forces a woman to flee her home with her newborn child just days after giving birth. I don't understand what this rejection of the world means. (laughs) Where are you going to go? Home. Going home. Okay, that's Jodie Comer there. And this also stars Benedict Cumberbatch, directed by Mahalia Bello, and based on a book of the same name by Megan Hunter Bibbs. What did you think? I don't know what it is about the world today that uh, has led all of the movies coming out this week to be about the apocalypse or social collapse. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do. I know exactly why that is. (laughs) Everything is on fire. Uh, This is probably the biggest bummer of all of them. This is a very bleak, sad movie about you know an environmental disaster, not the one that we're all specifically worried about, but... uh, Torrential downpours uh, on the British Isles um, lead to uh, flooding. They lead to catastrophe. People are dying. People are fighting over resources. People fighting to get to higher ground. Uh, And Jodie Comer has just given birth, like at the very start of the disaster. And she's just trying to take care of her baby. And she's just trying to find a place to survive. Um, I'm of the belief that there are only three kinds of movies. There are post-apocalyptic movies there are pre-apocalyptic movies, which is most movies. Uh, and then there's mid-apocalyptic movies. And this is a mid-apocalyptic <laughs> movie. And I find those to be the most depressing because you actually get to see how everything falls apart. Uh, I I found this movie very thoughtful and I thought the performances were very sensitive and endearing. But yeah, it, it's one of those things where I'm watching this and I'm just like, so no real hope then, huh? Like mm-hmm. we're not really at that point as a society like it's not the it's not the most depressing thing i've ever seen i'm not going to say it ends with like you know just everyone in the world dying but at the same time this is not a fun movie uh this is a very dark drama and um it's good for that no rainbows at the end of this yeah this is not a fun apocalyptic movie this is a this is a sad drama Right. And we are in real life experiencing a lot of flooding and torrential rain. So it does seem scary when it's more realistic instead of, you know, crazy, um, I don't know, space aliens and all that. Katie, what did you think? It was hard to watch at times because it feels very realistic, um, not only in the fact that it is torrential flooding, which is not some unrealistic out of the crazy world idea that could actually happen. And, but also in the way that you see society break down sort of these shelters, 
the scarcity of food causing people to get really desperate, the way some people just run away and sort of isolate themselves from it, the way some people want to return to their homes. And it took me in some really unexpected places. I, I think that I would say it's it, it is a bleak film, but it does end on a hopeful note in the sense of mm. people will try to rebuild and people will constantly be trying to come back to what things were. And, and so maybe that's not, you know, what's possible in the future, but it just has a sense of like, I don't know, it felt very realistic in how people try to bring society back together. And I think Jodie Comer is probably one of the best actors working today. She's incredible in this film. And she basically hikes all over England with a baby strapped to her chest. So it's quite a performance. <laughs> but I think that the, it's a really great directorial debut. I think Mer, uh, Mahalia Bello has done some TV and shorts, but this is their, her first feature. And it's um, quite impressionistic at times and then also really efficient with the storytelling. So I think it's a really strong debut. The end we start from in select theaters today. Next, another British disaster film. This one's called The Kitchen. It stars musician and rapper Kano and is co-directed by Daniel Kaluuya. Really like what it tastes like. Yeah. You see it for yourself. I haven't got any works to go. All right. This takes place in London in a dystopian future where residents of a community called The Kitchen refuse to abandon their homes. And Bibbs, you saw this one solo. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about the plot and what you thought. Okay. So, uh, yeah, The Kitchen takes place in the nearest future. Things are pretty recognizable. Class disparity has led uh, some people to live in a very beautiful uh, you know, very uh, soulless, but very beautiful, well-maintained buildings. And everyone else is living in basically this part of the city that is just falling apart, but it's their home. And in an effort to basically take all of that land from, from squatters, there are just random raids like all the time just to drag people away and then we never see them again it, it's very bleak and it uh i use that word a lot this week because it's a bleak week but uh here's the thing you know how um some movies are interesting mm -hmm. and some are not yeah the, so there's the kitchen <laughs> as well uh the, the kitchen takes that interesting sort of background and premise and then that's the movie, like, there's nearly not much happening on top of that. Uh, Kano plays uh, a guy who's trying to save enough money to get himself out of the kitchen and into his life comes a young boy who may or may not be his son. And will his indifference turn to concern? Ah, will there be a father-son type of relationship? Yeah. Um, yes. you know, maybe. Uh, and that suggests <laughs> that this is going to be some kind of like engaging emotional journey. And somehow the movie manages to sidestep that, too. It's oh. depicting this world. And it seems pretty content to let that be the case. But the world itself that we are introduced to isn't a world that we haven't seen before. This is District B-13 without the cool mm. parkour stuff, you know. And as a result, yeah. it just feels like a weird... I, I hesitate to say a waste of time because that sounds so harsh, but I, I'm watching the movie and I'm saying to myself, I don't 
see anything here that you couldn't have that couldn't have come across in a short it just Ooh. feels really padded and, and unfortunately it's just not very engaging either in its plot or its characters so uh i i was disappointed Okay, The Kitchen streaming on Netflix beginning on Friday. Finally this week, a slasher film called Founder's Day. Many of you have asked why we are moving ahead with today's festivities. In light of the recent tragedy, in these especially difficult times, Founder's Day... Don't you dare lecture me about Founder's Day. All right, so it's apparently days ahead of a heated mayoral election in a small town when a series of mysterious murders begin. And Katie, the killer is creeping around in a powdered George Washington style <laughs> wig. Is this a comedy? No, uh, but he does <laughs> wield a gavel. <laughs> so it's a slasher film, but it's more like a Pounder's Day. Yeah, oh, Pounder's <laughs> it's a political Day. slasher. Um, yeah, you know, it's really funny. It's, it's going back to kind of what Bibbs was saying about um, the previous film, and also, you know, just this. It's like it's a slasher film. It's set around a holiday. There's a series of mysterious killings in a small town. Like, have I seen this before? Um, many, many times and was like, it's just the most formulaic slasher I've ever seen. It's also about 20 minutes too long. And I just did not find this compelling at all. It's like they know slasher movies so well. They know them too well because mm. everything just unfolds beat by beat by beat exactly how you kind of think it will. It just didn't grip me in that sense. I, it wasn't doing anything new with the genre. I just think there's better slasher films set around holidays that you can watch. But I think the acting is also kind of uneven. There's some great, like, sort of older character actors who are really wonderful. William Russ, who is the dad from Boy Meets World, is in this, and he's fantastic. But he's so much better than everyone else. And the movie looks great. I will say the movie really does look good um, in the in terms of the way that it's shot. I just the the plot, the story, the characters were were not doing it for me. Bibbs, you are a horror and slasher fan. Yes, I am. I mean, probably the biggest I know. Uh, you love these movies, and I do. Uh, yeah, this one isn't good. Uh, Katie's <laughs> right about everything. This is. The thing about slasher movies and this thing about any kind of formulaic uh, movie, whether it's slashers, romantic comedies, whatever, is that genre gives you like a skeleton. And on top of that skeleton, you're supposed to put something fresh, a new coat of paint. You know, here it's a new holiday. Well, we haven't done Founders Day yet. Well, yeah, we're really <laughs> scraping the barrel, aren't we? We got the Founders Day. So towards the second half of the movie, it feels like they try to do a couple of things to try to throw us off guard. Uh, maybe do like one plot point a little earlier than you expected to. And they're like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen next. But ultimately when it all comes together, the big reveal is super obvious. And mm. the way that it tries to tie this all in to some sort of political statement is really thin. And I don't think it really gets at all of the uh, divisiveness and all of the, the real anger at the heart of a lot of modern political discourse, which can be and has been uh, the source for excellent horror movies before the entire Purge series. Uh, 
uh, mm. is based on yeah. how angry we are politically right now. And those right. really spoke to the moment for better and mostly worse. And here's one that is just going to be like, oh, yeah, they tried. And failed. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen worse. I've seen worse. But this is just this is just middle of the road. Middle yeah, it's very road. middle. Okay. Not not mid apocalyptic. No, pre apocalyptic. <laughs> the apocalypse is, is in the distance. <laughs> Founders Day in theaters beginning today. And that does it for this week. Katie Walsh reviews films for the Tribune News Service, the Los Angeles Times, and The Wrap. William Bibiani is a film critic and co-host of the podcast Cancel Too Soon and the critically acclaimed network. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.